What's up, guys? It's Jordan Stoltz, the host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another awesome episode. It's Friday, which means it's Foodie Friday, episode 153. And in today's show, I'm answering some listener questions on nutrition, on diet, and uh, specifically um, about intermittent fasting, about metabolic damage, about being skinny fat, trying to get as get to as many as I can and answer your guys' questions. If you have any questions you want answered on the next Q&A, just head over to triplefpodcast.com slash contact, linked in the full description of the show and the show notes, www.triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Ask your question there. I'll answer it on the next Q&A, and you guys get your questions answered. For now, let's get down to today's show, episode 153, a Foodie Friday Q&A with you guys. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What up, what up? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Today's show is a Q&A brought to you by you guys. I'm going to answer some nutrition questions in today's show. It's episode 153. Foodie Friday. And it is a Foodie Friday. And today's show, I am... I'm answering your questions, but really I'm trying to clarify some other things that I've talked about in previous episodes, just some maybe some deeper questions, deeper insights on these topics that I discuss quite regularly, uh, but so you know sometimes there's some confusion there. And I mean that's that's what the whole thing for my podcast is about, right? It's about clearing up those questions. So I'm bringing up topics. I mean, for the first 100 episodes, just talked about various topics in health, fitness, motivation, nutrition, whatever, and just kind of anything went, right? Just going over an outline of a subject. In fact, I used to write out certain outlines for a subject. I'd pick a topic. Let's say it was intermittent fasting, because that's something I'm answering a question on today. I'd write out, you know, intermittent fasting. I would talk about my my anecdotal research, so what I've seen, what I've experienced with on myself, and then actual research lay out in an actual outline on a document about how about how this topic can be broken down, I guess, so you guys can learn about it. So it was really like an educational experience for the first little bit of the episodes, right? And you guys probably got that if you're a longtime listener. Uh, now, as the podcast is kind of evolving and it's kind of changing, uh, you know, more listeners, more questions, more interaction, that's really what I was going for the whole time was that interaction. I like when you guys tell me your specific scenarios, your case studies, your your situations that you're in right now and any kind of scenario, whether it's life, business related, whether it's fitness, whether it's nutrition, the struggles you're going through and what questions you have on that. And then I can answer accordingly. Right now, you know, I have the questions written out. Yes, but really the, uh, the episodes are way much more freestyle than they used to be. And it's really more just me kind of answering a question like I would if you were my client, like we're sitting down at the table in the gym and you're picking my brain, asking me a question. If you're an athlete coming into the weight room at the university uh, that I work at, just asking a question and my personal advice to you and how you can 
go about solving a problem that you might have. That's really the format the podcast has taken on, and I'm 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 loving it as far as recording it. Uh, it feels more loose, less stiff. The length is kind of just at my own uh, discretion, I guess. For however for however much i want to talk about a topic i guess uh i think it encourages interaction because it's basically just me talking to you guys and i really like when you talk to me back triple f podcast.com slash contact is always the place to go to send me a message you can even just email me jordan stoltz fitness at gmail.com or go to instagram stoltz fit on instagram those are the places to get a hold of me i'll link that in the full description of the show the first question today, like I said, is trying to clarify a subject that I've talked about before. So in my example, as far as how I laid out episodes, I use intermittent fasting, right? And that was one thing that I talked about very early on in the episode. And from then on, I've kind of just mentioned it in passing as far as the type of eating that I do sometimes, the type of eating that's good for a lot of people, uh, a good method of calorie restriction, a good method of uh, just giving your body a break from being fed, I guess. And there is some clarification, though, on that subject that needs to be answered, apparently. And when I brought up the subject, I was really just going over the science of it, why it's good, what it works for, what it doesn't work for. Uh, just to review, basically, intermittent fasting just means going a period of time without eating anything, right? It just means prolonging the period that you're not fed. I like to think of it more as intermittent eating, not intermittent fasting, because you're not necessarily keeping track of a short amount of hours where you're not eating you're more so trying to fit your calories into a smaller window that could look like a 16 hour fast eight hour eating window it could look longer than that 20 and four it could look at uh, 14 and eight it could look at it i mean it could look many different ways right and 14 and 10 i mean not 14 and eight but it can look a lot of different ways right and it's really up to you, whatever works best for you. Intermittent fasting is a good way to kind of structure your days as far as nutrition is concerned around your social schedule. So it saves some calories for the evening when you might go out, have social events. Also, it's good for calorie restriction. I mean, if you think about it, you're just narrowing the window you can eat, right? It's intermittent eating, not intermittent fasting. You can narrow this little window that you eat your food in if it's easy for you to overeat eating throughout the whole day. So if you're someone that tends to, you know, by the time you get to dinner, you don't have very many calories left or you tend to overeat. Uh, it really solves a problem by just narrowing that window down to maybe five or six hours is all you can eat uh, your food in and the rest you go without food, only water, tea, coffee during that time. And that's just really going to help you keep control on that, on that feeding. Now, the question, however, on this subject uh, that I talked about before, but I never really answered specifically this question, so I liked it a lot. The question was really just, what are the instances where intermittent fasting doesn't work, right? What are the instances where fasting can be detrimental or maybe it just isn't optimal for health, for nutrition, for performance? And I really like this question because it brings up a good point and it really brings up the it really brings up the point that fasting and any eating style really is not for everybody, right? Nutrition is definitely not a cookie cutter type of industry, a cookie cutter type of subject. You really need some some flexibility. You really need some 
customization to make sure you're eating the best way for you, that's going to look different for a lot of people. For some people, it's going to look like grazing throughout the day, right? Eating five, six, seven, eight meals throughout the day, just smaller ones. For some people, it's going to look like the classic breakfast, lunch, dinner. For some, it's going to be no snacking at all. For some, it's going to be the intermittent fasting where you only eat one or two meals. It all depends on how much you want to eat at each sitting, how many calories you have to play with, and what your goals are, right? It's something that really needs to be customized. So, I mean, that's my first piece of advice just based on this question is try things out, right? Try things out and see what works for you. And that's really my classic advice. That's what I would tell anybody if they randomly, you know, pulled me to the side of the street and asked me, uh, hey, you know, what do you think about intermittent fasting? I would probably just tell you, I think it works for some people. Uh, Different people need different styles of eating. Give it a try. See if you like it. Give it a trial period. See what happens with your body. See what happens with your mindset, with your eating habits and your relationship to food. Now, however, there are other instances where I would say intermittent fasting can be, as you put it, detrimental to your success. And these are the ones I wanted to really go over in this show. Make sure you're not one of these. And you know, if you are practicing fasting, whether it's on purpose or not, you might want to reconsider if you fall into one of these categories I'm going to talk about. The first one is women, and I think women are able to and often do use intermittent fasting successfully. However, a lot of times it's not going to be successful. A lot of times it's actually going to be bad for their progress. Women just due to menstrual cycles, due to hormones, and just due to natural biological needs, uh, they you know they're going to need more food more often they're going to need to be more frequently in a fed state the the effects of fasting are going to be much more negative on a woman than they would be on a man and that's something i've definitely noticed with clients and something i really picked up on just talking to different people too is that a lot of times the different things i mean just minor symptoms like you know being really hangry or getting cravings or binging that kind of thing it's way more common in women and i think that's really just because you know it roots down to the biology it's just because women really aren't meant to go without food for a long time you think about i mean think about way back way back in the historic days right uh a, a, a woman, if someone, if, if there's a shortage of food, the man is probably going to be the one not to eat, right? The man is going to be the one not to eat because the woman needed to stay healthy and needed to stay fed in order to be able to populate, right? To make more children. I mean, that's just the way it was. And it's it's the same kind of biological functions here, though, even though it's a weird example, is that a woman really does need to be fed more often. A, a woman should not go that long without food. Now, it does work for some people. It does work. I've seen it work. It's a good way to restrict your calories. If you're someone that has a big problem restricting your calories and tends to overeat, maybe give it a try. But in general, I think women should tend to stay away from the intermittent fasting type scenarios. If you do it, try to do maybe a middle of the day fast instead of uh, skipping breakfast. So eat a breakfast. Maybe you don't eat lunch. Maybe you just put off lunch to really late. Um, and then you just, you know, eat dinner like a normal person would. That's a good strategy. I think women should tend to stay away from fasting, though. It's not something that is optimal just for your makeup. 
Now, the second group of people that I wanted to talk about is kids. I wouldn't recommend that a kid would do intermittent fasting. That's really all to say about that is that I wouldn't recommend that. Just as far as growing, as far as the nutritional needs from a child or from even a teenager, adolescent, you're going to probably not be in the most beneficial hormonal state and you're most you're really promoting growth and promoting health if you're going without food for a long period of time another group of people that really should not intermittent fast uh at least go away from it for a little bit right you can if you still enjoy it you can try to practice it but might be a good idea to ditch the intermittent fasting if you're actually in a muscle gain period right now fasting can have some positive effects as far as uh, growth hormone and things like that but the effects are very very small and they're very temporary these things aren't going to make the night and day difference that maybe some people advertise or maybe some people promote if you're trying to gain muscle you're trying to put on a lot of strength a lot of size Um, Even if it's just for performance, right, if you have an event that's coming up, if you have something you're training for, you're not going to want to actually go without food because the food is your fuel. You're going to want to more so eat for performance. So choose top-of-the-notch, high-quality foods, freshly grown, uh, whole food choices, right? That's going to be a huge factor in your success. The right amount is going to be huge as well. Make sure you're getting those total calories. uh, And then really want to structure those feedings to be based around your workout or your training so you can or your event so you can more likely succeed and it's going to look like having a couple meals before your training it's going to be having a post-workout meal even another one post post-workout it's going to maybe even involve some kind of nutrition during it's it's a way different story when you're talking about a guy who sits at a desk all day who just wants to lose some body fat and a guy who's actually trying to put on a lot of strength, a lot of size, and you know, putting on muscle, maybe even training for an event. Your goals are different and you need to really adjust your nutrition based on those goals. For example, when I am in a, I guess, a calorie deficit of some sort, no matter what that's for, but the calorie deficit at some point, I I usually will practice some kind of fasting just because it's easier for me to put in all those calories in a smaller window, right? It's just more convenient. It kind of tricks your mind into thinking it's more food. However, when I'm in this muscle gain surplus kind of, kind of mode, uh, I don't actually use fasting. I like to eat the breakfast. I like to eat actually late at night as well, space some meals throughout the day, eat for performance. So you perform well in the gym. You're never low, low on energy based on food. Uh, you're always fueled and fed. And then also your recovery is going to skyrocket if you, you know, if you stay fed and re- that'll help your recovery as well. Um, another thing to consider with the performance and with the muscle gain is that if you're intermittent fasting, it might actually, that calorie window might work against you, right? And that's another reason. So I mentioned in the deficit, a lot of times I will restrict the eating window just so it seems like more food. And that's very true. It does seem like more food if you're only eating in six hours versus, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours, however long you're awake. Uh, Extending your eating window is a good way to get more calories in. So that would be 
I guess another group of people is like hard gainers, people who have a hard time gaining muscle and mass, is if you restrict your eating window, you're just making it harder on yourself because you're lessening the chance that you're going to eat enough, right? You're increasing the odds of under eating uh, by implementing intermittent fasting. So it's fine if you're tracking your calories. I mean, for muscle gain, it's just maybe not optimal for performance. And that's, that's super important. Another group of people that should ditch the intermittent fasting is going to be people who have metabolic damage, people who are needing maybe to try a reverse diet or eat a little bit higher. There's some different ways to see this, which I might do a different episode about um, as far as how to tell if you have metabolic damage, like the signs and the symptoms, when it's time to reverse and reset your metabolism. Uh, There's different ways to do this, but I mean, as far as like, nutrition is concerned one way to tell is your body temperature that's the easiest way to tell so do this test if you think you might have metabolic damage if you think you might need a reset if you are currently using fasting do this test and see what the result is and see if uh and see if you maybe need to ditch it right the test is simple it's just waking up Take your resting heart rate in bed, see how fast that is. But then the more important thing is to go to the bathroom or even have it by your bed and immediately before drinking water, before anything, take your body temperature, right? You can do the mouth thermometer, do the ear thermometer. If you're into the butt thermometer, whatever you want to do, take your temperature and see where you're sitting at, right? If you're if you're running cold, then that probably means your metabolism needs some work, okay? And running cold, meaning a couple degrees below the normal body temperature, right? I believe 98 point something. Uh, you, if, if you're, I guess, what I would say, like for clients and people who, and me and people who, who talk to me, if you're anywhere in the high 96 to the low 97 range, that's cause for alarm. If you're in the upper 97s, maybe it's okay. It might just be that day. It might just be how you slept, your recovery. All the different things can play a factor. However, if you're very cold, meaning to 1.5 to 2 degrees colder than your normal body temperature, then it's time to ditch the fasting because that's just going to cause that problem to just keep on getting exaggerated. So instead of Instead of fasting, instead of skipping the food, you're going to want to actually front load your food, eat a lot of carbs when you first wake up, eat a lot of carbs throughout the day, eat a lot of saturated fats. Really, the things that you're told not to eat, the things that you stay away from a lot are the things you're going to need. You're going to need the high carbs, the eggs, the red meat, whatever it's going to be. You need that as far as fixing your metabolism is concerned helping your thyroid and really making sure you're in an optimal state for muscle gain and fat burning. So those are the people that should stay away from intermittent fasting. Like I said, very customizable though. It's something that you can try. It's something uh, that's different for everybody, as is all of nutrition. The next question comes from a listener who's struggling with skinny fat. What that means, skinny fat meaning... uh, look skinny so not necessarily muscular but also fat so maybe a little pudgy on the stomach um, and just struggling with how to balance the goal setting right for your nutrition do you eat to lose fat because you have some extra body fat or do you eat to gain muscle because you have you know no size now the classic advice is to get lean first right 
the classic advice is to lose the body fat and then start gaining muscle. That's actually good advice. I mean, losing the body fat first is typically the right answer. I will say, though, you can be a little more flexible with it. Whichever you're more insecure about, whichever you care about the most, focus on that. But the key is with skinny fat people and their nutrition is to stick to your goal. This is like prime jumping off the ship time if you are in this skinny fat scenario, right? It's prime time because you start eating more, right? And you're trying to gain strength and muscle and you might even notice a little more body fat creep in. That's gonna freak you out and then you're gonna try to cut it off and you're gonna eat lower again, you're gonna lose that muscle or you're gonna at least halt your muscle building. Right, you're going to continue this cycle over and over again and never really make the results that you want to make. So my short, short answer to this question, what to do if you're skinny fat and your nutrition is to, is to just pick a goal and stick to it for a long time. Give it, give it completion, right? If it's losing fat, get all the way down to single digit body fat. If it's, if it's gaining muscle, Give yourself minimum six months of straight muscle building in a calorie surplus. The math is the same no matter if you consider yourself a hard gainer, an easy gainer, a medium gainer, or whatever. The math is the same. It's all going to be calorie burned versus calorie consumed. Uh, you know, barring any metabolic damage that may cons- that may uh, may happen, you can you can test out that thermometer temperature test and see where you're at. If you if you are cold, you're running cold, maybe you even need to try, uh, you know, it might be time to try the muscle building phase first. And it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, you are going to get to the same place eventually. You just have to really accept one or the other that you're going to change your body in, in some way, right? If you're skinny fat, you either need to accept that you're going to get even skinnier for a, a couple months or you're going to need to accept that you're going to start getting bigger. And you need to accept one of those to really get out of that bad cycle. Do the temperature test, see how your metabolism is doing, but if it's fine and even after you fix it, it's simple math from there. Calories in versus calories out. Eat in a surplus if you want to gain muscle. Eat in a deficit if you want to lose the fat. It should work, right? You shouldn't have to drastically lower your fat uh, or drastically lower your calories to drop the fat, excuse me, or eat at a crazy high surplus to gain any muscle, right? It shouldn't be too extreme. Uh, barring everything else is in check, barring you're good at tracking, and barring your metabolism is doing great. That's my short little answer to that question. Good question. Uh, it's just actually a simple answer that requires a lot of hard work, right? A lot of times the answer is simple, but the process is difficult. And that's kind of one of these scenarios where it might just be a short answer from me, but you are going to have to put in months and months of hard work to really see the change. And that's really the answer for you today. Foodie Friday. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. Thank you for joining me for this episode, this Foodie Friday listener Q&A about nutrition, mainly about intermittent fasting. I got into quite a bit of categories of the people that shouldn't be fasting. Um, and then also my quick little answer on being skinny fat. Uh, next Foodie Friday, I, uh, I'll i try to remember anyways. I'll make a note on my phone or on paper or whatever, but I'll make a note about doing an episode more about metabolic damage. I think that's a topic a lot of you guys have more questions on and how to really know if you have to do a reset or a reverse 
I'll focus on that a little bit in the upcoming weeks. Hopefully that helps you guys out. Hopefully this episode helped you guys out as well. If it did, please leave a review on iTunes. And I really, I really appreciate that. That's a great way to help the podcast grow. Subscribe, review, and share on social media. Those are the best things you can do to help the show. And if you want to get in on the next Q&A, just go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 